0: Welcome to Dave Turner's Seat Yourself podcast series on the hospitality tabletop industry. Dave is the globally known chief evangelist and editor for tabletopjournal.com. This podcast was originally published on the week of January 7th, 2019 and runs for approximately 15 to 20 minutes. A non-traditional journalist, Dave has spent nearly 30 years as a sales and marketing executive in the world of hospitality.
1: Hi everyone, it's Dave Turner again and we are back from the holidays rested and ready just as promised. I wanna thank you for joining us and welcome you back to our still new weekly podcast series called Seat Yourself. For those of you joining us for the first time, Seat Yourself is our 15 to 20 minute weekly take on the news and events going on within the world of hospitality tabletop. In addition, we have a segment called 60 Seconds with Shannon where Shannon Talon, the well-known tabletop and buffetware category manager for Chicago-based Edward Donnan Company, Shannon answers the question of the week each week. And this week, Shannon answers the question of things that vendors should not do when attempting to grow their business with Edward Don. In our last episode, we talked about how vendors are measured at Edward Don & Company. So this week, you'll hear from Shannon about the types of activities that will hurt you, I suppose, in that measurement process. And as always, Shannon answers the question just as you would have come to expect her to do. Very straightforward, without a lot of varnish. So that's it. Let's get started. Starting off with our stat of the week. For those of you who aren't initiated to seat yourself, this is how we usually do start off. It's a stat of the week. This week's stat is that there are currently 660,000 restaurants in the United States. And within that number, over 300,000 are full-service restaurants according to the Research Outfit NPD and they define full service as casual dining, family dining, and fine dining restaurants. Well, that means that there's more than 300,000 restaurants buying tabletop of at least some type. And I I can hear all the sales managers in hospitality tabletop thinking, boy, if I could only get my hands on just another one or 2% uh, of those restaurants, hmm, that would really drive my numbers. Well, with consumers eating in more differently and in more different types of locations than ever before, there still is opportunity. But make no mistake about it, the hospitality dining out business and consequently the hospitality tabletop business is more competitive than it's ever been. So those rascally old marketing and sales axioms, they really still apply. You still have to make sure your brand is getting out there to your potential target customers so that they're aware that you exist. And you still have to show up with products that help your potential customers make more profits so that they will consider you when they make their purchases. And yes, you still have to make sure that when those customers make their initial purchases, that those experiences and those purchases are frictionless, so they'll want to reorder. And then finally, you still have to continue to delight your customers so that they'll become loyal and eventually your greatest advocates. So with over 300,000 restaurants, It's really pretty easy. Am I right, sales managers? In our first news story, we have a follow-up on the Marriott security breach story we reported a couple of weeks ago. And we have good news, I guess, and some bad news. First, the so-called good news. Marriott originally reported that 500 million guest information records were breached. And now they're saying that the number was actually lower than that. According to the Wall Street Journal, Marriott is saying only $383 million is the upper limit of affected records. Really? That's the good news? Keep in mind, it was not only the Marriott frequent guest numbers or even your credit card numbers of the guests that were compromised. They also compromised uh, the guest passport numbers. That's incredible to us. So the next time you're traveling overseas and attempt to use your passport and have a problem, not to worry. Just tell the authorities it's okay. Marriott is, quote-unquote, undertaking additional analysis, as they were quoted in the journal. Pretty amazing stuff. Our next story is a little more of the way we like the stories to be. Benford's Wine and Spirits Journal has recently published a 2018 tequila report, and guess what? Tequila sales still continue to grow. In fact, since 2002, they've grown 140%, averaging approximately 6% growth each year. And guess what the fastest growing segment is? Not a big surprise, the high-end and super premium brands of tequila and mezcal are growing like crazy. Folks, we are in an era like we've never seen in a long, long time. The cocktail and distilled spirits culture is as strong as we've ever seen it. And the luxury and high-end spirits of all types are really benefiting. So here's the question. When will we see a creative glassware supplier come out with a lineup of specialty glasses that really caters specifically to craft tequilas, mezcals, and other small batch alternative agave spirits? Today's consumer is more and more knowledgeable of what they're drinking and what they're drinking it from. They wanna have the best beverage experience possible, and more importantly, they're willing to pay for it. Today, with spirits producers, segmenting their spirits in almost every category you can imagine, bourbons, tequilas, rums. They're producing more and more higher priced luxury editions of their spirits to give their consumers that quote unquote special experience. So bartenders, we have to ask you, why are you using the same glass to serve all your spirits? And glassware suppliers and manufacturers, Why aren't you bringing more creative, more practical, and maybe not so practical, serving options to help restaurant and bar managers differentiate their beverages? Never forget, it's always, always, always about the guest experience. And more and more today, today's guest will pay for that better experience. In our first product segment this week, we're gonna talk about a TV show. While we were away, the television news program, 60 Minutes, aired a program titled Whiskey Island that was fascinating on a whole variety of levels. If you haven't seen it, look it up online and you'll find it. It's definitely worth a few minutes uh, to check it out. The reason we're mentioned in the show here is that 60 Minutes episode opens with a billboard sized image of the Glencairn glass. This is the same Glencairn glass produced and sold into the hospitality market by Stozel Glassware. And throughout the story, the Glencairn glass is featured as the glass of choice by the experts of single malt whiskey. Now, we did a story on this particular whiskey glass a few weeks ago when it was named the official whiskey tasting glass of the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States. The Glencairn glass also happens to be the only glass endorsed by the Scotch Distillers Association. The 60-minute story wasn't only about the glass though, but more on the Scottish island that produces some of the world's best premium single malt Scotch whiskies. In the story, you get to meet the people, you get to see how they live, you get to see the area that they live in. You learn the story of how this beautiful spot came about and what the single malt whiskey means to the people on the island of Islay. In fact, the people in this 60-minute story have been perfecting the craft of single malt whiskies for the past 600 years. Then there's also the story behind the story, and this story is one that will certainly tug at your heartstrings, but I'll let you learn that part of the story when you watch it online. Our point here really is, the Glencairn glass has become so intertwined and associated with this type of heritage and story that it really adds something unique and really something quite special to the overall authenticity of the single malt drinking experience. It's not that you can't enjoy whiskey on it with a different type of glass, it's just that in this case, it really points out how important the glass is to the overall beverage experience. So, show respect for the spirits you serve, show respect for the guests you serve them to, and serve them in the proper glass. We say it all the time, tabletop matters, but in this case, glassware matters. Well done Glencairn, again. In our other product segment, I'd like to talk about the new manufacturers catalogs that I've been receiving lately. I have a real affinity for catalogs and other collateral materials because I really think they say so much about a brand and so much about a company. And in almost every way I can think of manufacturers and frankly dealers too, have really taken their production of collateral materials and catalogs to new, richer, higher levels. Higher than ever before. Not long ago, we received the catalog from Norway dinnerware producer Fijio, and we were blown away with its magazine-like look and its overall feel. And just the other day, we received a new 24-page inspiration brochure from Dutch dealer Tavari that was just simply incredible. And then consider the new 40 page shift magazine from US dealer Edward Don and Company that came out earlier this fall. These are really impressive pieces of catalogs and uh, collateral material for sure. And all of these have incredible photography, terrific layouts, great content, and really amazing eye appeal. And now just in the past week, we've received even more. Bauscher HEP has just launched not one, but two design books for 2019. Each one has more than 130 pages of sexy, sexy tabletop products. And then the new Service Ideas catalog for 2019 arrived. Whoever thought you could make AirPods and thermal servers look so good? Now the coffee break in your hotel meeting can make you look very cool, very hip. Service Ideas continues to reinvent itself, and it shows, both in their products and in their catalogs. But perhaps the most impressive redo continues to be that of American Metalcraft. Their brand new 390-page catalog is full of all new products, all stylishly photographed and laid out that you never could have imagined from the Chicago-based company just a handful of years ago. So it's not just your products that you have to consider when you're considering design. Make sure you spend both time and, yes, some money on the design of your collateral materials. Your overall brand and your overall brand image really depend on it. It's a new year, so I'm expecting that we'll receive more and more catalogs as the year begins, and we look forward to getting them
0: all in here. And now 60 Seconds with Shannon, where Dave asks Shannon Talon of Edward Don and Company the question of the week. This week, Shannon talks about the things to not do if you're trying to grow your relationship with Edward Don and Company. Hi,
1: we're back again with Shannon Talon from the Edward Don and Company, and today's discussion question is one about vendors again. And without using any names, uh, I'd like to know if there are certain things that vendors should not do Mm -hmm. when working with you and trying to develop a relationship with the Edrodonna company.
2: Definitely. Well, first and foremost, vendors shouldn't sell direct. Obviously, as a distributor, that's a sort of a cardinal sin. Um, And we think we're very good at distribution. We're very good at logistics and supply chain. And so suppliers should let us do that heavy lifting and collaborate with us um, in in that manner. The other thing that I think is most critically important though is really on the customer side. Suppliers have to be honest with customers. They shouldn't sugarcoat or flat out lie about whether it's pricing, availability of a product, the durability of a product, where it's gonna hold up in certain uh, certain applications. Um, I think that even if you've gotta give bad news, that's better than getting no news or the wrong news. And so I think that it's, again, critically important that manufacturers and vendor partners of ours are upfront with our end users and upfront with us, and then uh, equally as devoted to fixing any issues, resolving them as quickly as possible, and just making sure everybody's on the same page. So uh, that communication piece and being very upfront and transparent, um, I think that's part and parcel to, to what we do and how we interact with our customers.
0: Now, here's Dave with this week's commentary. This week, Dave talks about the concept of gratefulness for both your personal life and your professional life.
1: In today's commentary, I want to talk about the concept of gratefulness, or gratitude, both as a strategy for your personal life and your business and professional life as well. The beginning of a new year is often a time of reflection, of optimism, and of thoughts about improving oneself in the coming year. It is the time for being grateful for what you have and perhaps even grateful for the opportunity to start anew. The concept of gratefulness and feeling grateful is rightfully viewed as a very personal trait and part of our inner self persona. But what if we were to consciously incorporate gratitude or gratefulness into our everyday business lives? How might we do that? How would that manifest itself and what would be the repercussions? After all, what would people think of leaders who are always being grateful? Would they be considered quote unquote weak? Would those who exhibit such behavior be even thought of as leaders at all? Expressing gratitude and showing that you're grateful actually can do just the opposite. But keep in mind, like most things, people can sense authenticity and they can sense insincerity. So make sure you're sincere in your gratitude. So if you are genuinely grateful to say an employee who has done something exceptional, even if it's to simply show up every day to do their best at their job, why not let that employee know that? Showing sincere gratitude for a specific action is one of the best ways to build trusting relationships, whether it is with employees or with customers. With a world overflowing with negativity and disconnect, what could be better than work at strengthening relationships to those around you by tangibly showing your gratitude? We all could use a little more acknowledgement that the activities we do during the course of our everyday work life are actually making a difference, a difference in our work, a difference to our work colleagues, and even a difference to our customers. Do You have somebody in your company whose activities make your life just a little easier? Let them know you're grateful for that support. Do you have a boss or even an employee who recognizes your good work? Why not let them know you're grateful for that recognition? Do you have a customer who pays their bills on time or at least has improved their timing on payments recently? Why not let them know you're grateful for their efforts with their payments to you? And that's another great benefit to those of us in the business world. Showing that you're grateful is almost always free, nothing but positive impact to the P&L. And in difficult professional situations, finding something with the other person to be grateful for and expressing that sincerely can often reduce conflict and most certainly helps to maintain a sense of civility and respect, even if the original differences remain. In our digital, always connected, hyper busy world, gratitude is an easy thing to forget to show and express. Or you can simply say, that's their job, they should just do it. But in the end, we all want that feeling of a true trusting relationship and of that connectedness that is impossible to get in an online world. When you show someone sincere gratitude, you're really showing that you care. Translate that concept of gratefulness and gratitude to your personal life and the benefits are even greater. So at this beginning reflective time of the year, why not start a new habit of showing sincere gratitude say at least once a day. I'm guessing the benefits won't take too long to show themselves. And on a personal note, I am tremendously grateful to each of you and all who've supported our mission at Tabletop Journal for the past nearly eight years. Our singular mission of growing the idea of how much tabletop products matter to the overall guest dining experience has been the opportunity of a lifetime. And I thank you all for giving it to me and our team. Well, that's it, everybody. That wraps up today's Seat Yourself podcast. I want to thank Shannon Talon for joining us. And of course, I especially want to thank you, our listeners, for joining in today. And finally, I want to thank the Edward and Company for sponsoring in part this episode of Seat Yourself. Edward and Company, everything but the food for nearly 100 years. This is Dave Turner, and we'll see you next time. But always remember, tabletop matters.
0: For more information and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, be sure to check out tabletopjournal.com or email Dave at DT at tabletopjournal.com.